Tell me why the deer standing across the yard in the like in my front yard are freaking me the fuck out. Oh my god, I just remembered what the other word for skinwalkers is, uh, and now it's scaring me the fuck out. <laughs> What's the other name? Wadingo. Wading. Windigo. Oh my gosh! One of them looked at me as soon as I said it. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> what if they're shifters? What if they're not actually deer? That's the thing. The Wendigo tale is that it's like humans who did some really bad things in their oh, life. You're fucked. And, then, and then now they eat people. It's probably every single one of those like bitches who should probably be in hell right now. Unfortunately, I don't believe that. That like started making the Indians like the Cherokee Indians walk the trail of tears. Probably those bitches. Or coming and to get they you. Open doors and shit, and they make cries that sound like kittens or babies or like screaming women. Ooh, uh, no, uh, that is the worst. But they're supposed to be just like in the Appalachians. Because that's where you are. Is it? I know you're close enough. Bitch, shut the fuck up. They're not looking at me anymore. <laughs> like, this bitch is boring. She's talking about fucking fictional characters. <laughs> At 1 a.m. in the morning, drunk as hell. Jesus. You gotta respond. Next house. <laughs> Welcome back to the Books and Motherfucking Boozy Podcast, bitchachos. We are fucking drunk. All right. Drunk as hell for air fire. We've been drinking moonshine. We've been having a good time. We've been up in our element. And we about to kick it off. Brooke, baby. How are you feeling tonight? Drunk. I was a five. And I think I was when I said that. And then I sat on it for a little while and I was like, hmm, no longer think that I'm a five. (laughs) (laughs) That was AKA five minutes ago. I think I'm at, I think I'm bumping up to a seven. I just poured myself another shot or two, more like three of moonshine and Talk my truly off. I'm getting ready for the game because, as you know, I'm going first for Air of Fire, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, but I'm scared for you because you work tomorrow. Um, oh, they're used to it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm drinking because I work tomorrow. <laughs> Someone please hire me. <laughs> if you're listening to this, please don't hire me. <laughs> I want someone who doesn't know about this monstrosity that we call a podcast. I know. I kind of wonder, like, do people know that we are chaotic? Like, is that the energy that we present? Like, sometimes we're like, no, we're not like chaotic. And then other times we're like, damn. (laughs) No, absolutely. And, but you know, I think that's part of the charm. Not only are we chaotic, I think that like, even though we don't put out the most regular schedules, I think it is. It humanizes us a little bit more and like we always want to stay connected with you guys and if our chaos if our disorganization makes us feel a little bit more connected to you guys and so be it yeah i mean bro we work full-time like like full-time jobs like adult adult jobs that if they ever found this podcast they'd be like what the fuck <laughs> Oh man. 
All right, let's jump into the poll, shall we? Brooke, it's your poll, it's your turn. Sure, well, let's first remind everybody of what we're drinking and our current boozy scale. I am drinking, Jade and I are both drinking moonshine. I am drinking the, um, oh God, what flavor is this? It is the All Smoky Tennessee Moonshine Hunch Punch flavor. And I've got a cute little straw that I can just like tilt it back and drink it from the bottle. Damn, it's such innovative. I'm gonna send Jade away all the way across the continent yeah and um i'm drinking shots of that to represent Manon Black because it is it's a red color and then i also poured a smirnoff ice it's kind of like a smoky silver almost gray color and then i poured some spread in there with some edible sparkles to kind of represent abraxos so i'm taking shots of Manon and chasing it with abraxos if you will sounds a little weird anyways what are you drinking i am drinking old smoky tennessee moonshine orange um because it represents the color of fire and this is the air of fire and like the big flaming idiot that i am i can't just you know put something with a normal chaser i can't just mix it with something normal i'm mixing it with an alcoholic beverage aka truly and it's got me fucked up so there's that and what is our boozy scale i said in the last episode i was a five i think i got up to seven but i think i'm a six at this point i i'm either a six or a seven my my teeth are like feeling numb my lips are feeling numb so bitch is fucked up i can still feel my lips so the fact Maybe that you have to, but, but the thing is you had to go. So, you know, that probably means you had to be reminded to feel, but you were doing that. So I wanted to do it too. Mm-hmm. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Hey, bitch. <laughs> My poll for this week <laughs> was, would you rather be Faye with an animal form or a black beak witch with a wyvern, 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 a dragon, whatever. So the results are Faye all the way was 61% and give me my dragon was 39%. Jada, where do you fall? Give me my fucking dragon, bitch. Of course. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's going be hard for you. <laughs> what about you? This was actually really hard for me. Um, I don't, I still don't really know where I fall. My thing is, we don't know enough about the witches. What kind of magic they have, because the magic in the continent is gone. I would like to know the full potential of the Black Beef witches before I made a decision. Listen, the magic in the con- continent is gone, right? But still somehow they'd be showing up every day with magic. Clearly them bitches got some fucking flames behind their magic asses, okay? So, you know. What do you mean? What kind of magic do they have? I haven't seen any magic. I don't know. They can fucking fly on a broomstick. That's magic. Well, they can't do it. They can't do it since the magic's gone. Well, then why the fuck were they like, let's fly, which is... <laughs> I just remember that in the book. They dragons. But they had broomsticks at one point. I didn't imagine that. No, you didn't imagine that, but that stopped <laughs> after the magic went away. No, that was present tense. No, they were it like, wasn't. Yes, it was. That was present no, tense. No, it yes, wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was not in the past that they were like, hey, let's fly in our broomsticks. 
No, because I talked about how, like, Manon, like, when she was finally in the air with Braxo, she was like, wow, I missed this feeling because they couldn't do it because they couldn't fly on their broomsticks because the magic was gone. Also, they were aging like mortals because the magic was gone. Whatever. I don't care. I just know it's going to be better. (laughs) I will defend my wife at all costs. (laughs) It's not about like Selena versus Manon for me. It's like, would I rather be an elemental fae that could morph into an animal or would I rather be a witch with some unknown power that we don't know about yet that could fly on a dragon. Hard for mm, me. Knowing your ass, you'd probably be like Selena. <laughs> have to morph into a fucking human. <laughs> so it's God like God was like, good luck. <laughs> I gave you a broken body. Here's another one. This one does, this one's not as broken. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't know fall yet i will i will i'm leaning more towards being a witch with a dragon but i will follow up with you in the next few episodes as we cover the rest of the books because i'm very interested just, just to see what kind of magic that the witches do have i'm intrigued part three of part two they done fucked up just like we have in this fucking podcast where we're drinking on a Monday, absolutely belligerent. Brooke is taking a shot as we speak. Face looks. God, she almost made me spit it out. <laughs> Did it burn? <laughs> no, you were just like, we done fucked up. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up. So here's why they fucked up. A massive, jagged, white line gleamed unnervingly far from that red eye. And she turns to Luca and says, let's get the fuck off this ice, you little hockey puck. Because that jagged white line, those aren't hockey sticks. Those were its motherfucking teeth. She ended up having to drag Luca for the last 10 yards. Rowan was visibly panicking this time for once. Once they had gotten to safety, Aelin, who was still in her fae form, broke out into a fight with Rowan, who was still quite a match for her, but she finally got her fist slammed into his face for once. At a baby. They were tangled up in each other as he threw her on the ground, but she got the upper hand and legit started mauling him and he let her. She screamed and threatened him saying no one else. And he says, tell me why, Aelin. And she broke, Nehemia flooding her thoughts once again. It took them both beating the absolute shit out of each other to communicate toxic but that was what it took for them to break the ice no pun intended between them (laughs) (laughs) something to note here is that she keeps the sword other than that i don't care (laughs) it'll come up later somehow (laughs) once they were back at the house selena was trying to sleep but she couldn't stop thinking This bitch always be trying to sleep. She always be waking up. I'm like, bitch, make up your goddamn mind. But she was thinking about what she'd done to Rowan. She had actually burned him in the process of slamming her knuckles into his face over and over again. And he had said nothing. He kind of deserved it. He did. So (laughs) she went and knocked on his door. And he was like, what? (laughs) She brought the salve in. 
And he says something interesting. He said, you could heal yourself, you know, heal me too. It's a gift you have with the water affinity in your blood. Listen, we all know that someone's going to be like on the brink of death. And this bitch is going to like randomly come out with her water bending abilities. Okay. Like literally stop. All right. My eyes are rolling. It's going to happen. But that's not as interesting as what we found at the end of this chapter. And let me just take a drink because I'm getting angry again. (laughs) (laughs) If you were here last time, I'm getting angry again, but for different reasons. (sighs) That's fresh. Okay. He goes, wait, shut the door. (laughs) And he tells her about his mate. And I said, what? (laughs) Mate, what you mean? mate what she mean you had someone before her that you called a mate the fire like a girlfriend like a girlfriend or like even a wife like okay like what the whatever fuck ever. Like to be mated like they can't Oof. be mated twice. they Shit. can't be mated twice right so I was, does this mean that they're not mated yes i was fucking pissed i texted taylor on tipsy bug talks meeting and i said what the fuck is this I was like, I thought that they were going to be mates. That's the whole point of why I'm reading this book is so that they can have the mating bond and they can be together forever with their fucking demente talking asses to each other. Why the fuck am I reading this? If they're not going to be mates. And she was like, he, he, you can only have one mate. And I was like, he, he literally fuck you, bitch, for leading me on for this. <laughs> so maybe he just thought they were mates and it was a it was a worm in his brain like aelin had well god damn it i hope so because (sighs) she this bitch had died over three centuries ago but it doesn't matter because i thought the whole damn point of this book was for them to be mates and i'm mad mad on all caps it is sad because he he takes it as his fault for the reason this bitch died and oof that extra hurt when selena remembered she said you left me. And to him, it was opening up a wound. Like, honestly, I, I'm kind of like high key joking right now, but at the same time, I'm feeling a stabbing sensation in my chest. So that means I did actually felt some sort of emotion when I reread this, but we don't want to, we don't want to talk about that. So she said, how long did it take you to get back from your loss? And he says, really, I still haven't, but maybe maybe we could find our way back together. And I was like, something's going to happen. And then, okay, let's move on before I say something else that I regret. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> Jesus. Part two. We start off with a bang, right? As always. All right, we're in Adion's point of view. And I swear to God, Miss SJ wasn't done yet, was she? She wasn't done. So, Aiden, in regards to Aelin, says, if she's smart, then she will let me do what needs to be done and use me as the weapon I am. Ren responds, what if she wishes? What if she wishes to be your friend? Would you deny her that too? And he says, I will deny her nothing. And Ren says, and if she asks you to be her king. (laughs) Sorry, I'm finding something for you later. No, it's fine. I actually wanted to black out at this moment. Blackout so no, belligerently it, drunk. This is what I'm saying. It's like Dorian, Adion, and Rowan. Like all, all related to her. Y'all all got her to part. be. He's like, I am, I am 30 and have no prospects and no money. And I'm like, no, you have prospects, but they're all related to you. Like, God 
damn like it's just like what, what? The fuck y'all are so y'all i'm i can't help the fact that i'm so mad at every single one of you literally. every single one of the love interests except for kale and we know we know kale isn't gonna make it not in the fact of him living or dying but he's not gonna make it to like marry her or some shit he's not the love interest we know it's rowan yeah. and yet it's like all the love interests that we were like oh they might all of them are related to her like we hate what you the like, what the <laughs> fuck man and like adion he says if she asks me i would not refuse okay all right whatever i'm laying my fucking cards down on this one y'all are literally killing me i want to see the best in every situation but this is not the best. <laughs> not for one second did I think that the Adion, like, cousin, like, they are, to me, they're more related than Dorian or Rowan. And not for one second did I ever think that that was going to go down the, like, I'm in love with her line. Like, I might be her king. What? <sighs> out of nowhere for me. Did you see that coming? No. I was like, surely there can be more. <laughs> You know, (laughs) (laughs) there can't be more incest, right? Right. (laughs) Moving on before we, we got to block it out, block it out. Cause everyone, everyone is depending on us to finish the series. So we are going to block it out so we can actually finish it. Right. Block it out. We're going to make a hoodie or not a hoodie. We can make a hoodie, but we're going to make many. God, no, what would be really cool if we, is if we had a hoodie and then when you turned up the hoodie, it said block it out on the back. Like you were actually no, blocking I, it out. It was a total drunk accident of my mouth, but it makes so much sense. <laughs> block it out. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> Strap in your titties. Strap in your titties on the front, block it out on the head and book and boozy on the back damn that's a that is a lot but it is something let us know if you would like us to put in some pre-orders so listen they go on to say something about the tower on page 317 that brooke has literally brought up and is intrigued by every time we talk about throwing a glass and to be honest i don't really care about the tower i said it i told you what was important and you said I didn't pay attention to the towers and I said, no, they're important. And now they're important. And now you don't want to talk about them. It's because it wasn't that I didn't acknowledge that it was important. It was just that I didn't care. So, but I mean, honestly, I just needed a break from the incest plot. So honestly, the fact that I just didn't care so much and I was like, oh my God, the towers. Yeah. Let's talk about the towers. Distractors from the incest. All the incest. Anything. I'm bringing up Cassandra Clare again, but like people shit on Cassandra Clare. But this is incest from three different points. Like anywhere this bitch turns, there's incest. <laughs> God damn. She can't Except fucking win. I, sw- Ooh, I swear to God. I swear to God. If I read about Sam and they're somehow related, y'all bitches will pay. Y'all will pay, motherfuckers. I'm tired. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Now I'm scared. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kale in the corner just like, pick me. Choose me. me. Love, Love me. I'm not related to you. It's like the I'm only the thing only that makes one. him stand out at this point. <laughs> Uh, Team Stale Kale. So listen, let's talk about Man and Abraxas. Also, isn't this so similar to Baraxis in the library? 
oh my shit I didn't even put that together so here's my thing I don't know I haven't read I don't know what happens to Abraxas unfortunately I think he's probably gonna die in like a very painful way that makes me never want to trust SJM again and also makes me hate her more than I do at this point in time but shut the fuck up if Abraxas and Fleetfoot die death death to everyone but it's like incest no death to our fuzzy creatures death (laughs) like cut off double death but no, seriously, so similar to actual Braxis. So here's my thing. If a Braxis dies, what if in an alternate reality, Braxis is his doppelganger and he is actually there protecting the library at the bottom and then protected Baron Reason? Bitch, I can't. Am I correct? Okay, but look, there are too many of these characters that have too similar of a name. And like, I I made a tweet about this. I don't know if Sarah J. Mass is an intentional genius or an accidental, like she's making accidents here and there because people are theorizing like it's their last goddamn life. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. it's like they cats, they got nine lives. This is their last one. It's like they are theorizing literally like it's the end of the fucking world. And but but it makes sense. And that's the weird part. And like you said, I, I pointed out how Emery's and Emery too similar and I didn't even catch the Abraxos slash Baraxis similarity not only what if this is their like alternate universe but what if they're what if they die and then they reincarnate what if starfall puts them yeah mm. from throne of glass starfall puts them into the a court of thorns and roses universe that that blew my mind it blew my mind Manon goes to the Wang Cleaver, which by the way, huge avatar vibes from the face stealer, okay? Because he actually wants to steal her case. I mean, face. She outsmarts the spider bitch and uses her web silk to fix his weave. Like, dude is a fucking badass. Like, honestly, a complete and utter badass. Like, he sits through the pain because he just, like, wants to please Manon. And, like, they just, like, love each other. And I'm just like... I can't anymore. She was already my wife. Now she's like my soulmate. So after they're about to go flying and she's trying to get him to cooperate and he's like, no mom, I've had enough. You've literally like just fixed my wings. I'm not ready to fly yet. Okay, not ready. Oof, I'm telling you, when Iskra takes the whip and begins striking Abraxas, I mean, honestly, I was like, before even Manon did it, I was like, death, death to you all at this point. When she went to raise that whip again and Manon brought her fist down on her face and she said, you touch him again and I'll drink the marrow from your bones. Like, she, that's my wife right there. Like, literally, you can't get more, like, you can't write something more perfect. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to say. I agree. I was sitting there, honestly, I pictured myself as Manon the whole book and my dog Blue as Abraxos. And I was like, I will fucking kill you, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole time. We we go up into Rowan and Selena's point of view. She's tatting him up. And all I can hear in the back of my head is, I chimed in with, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn tour? No. It's much better to think these kinds of things. <laughs> this is a poison rationality. I don't know. Was that country or was that emo? No, it was country. <laughs> Shit. How did I fuck that up? 
you know, like there's a TikTok that's like, I chimed in with haven't people ever heard of? Why does it keep coming out country? <laughs> Blame it on the moonshine. It keeps coming out country. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So listen, yeah. SJ knew what she was doing while he, she was shading the spots of his tattoos where she had burned him like it's emo as fuck emo 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 selena listen selena brings up her cousin again we've like just found out this information that her cousin would be like yeah i'd be whatever she needed me to be even if that meant i crossed familiar boundaries and became her lover okay um she brings him up and i'm like god damn already I need a break. I need a break. So she brings up her cousin and she says, we fought and loved each other like siblings. (laughs) I was ready to vomit right there. And she was like, I don't know where his loyalties lie after all I've done. Well, sweetheart, his loyalties are lying a little too strong. In fact, they would actually lie with you. So just don't look back. Okay, moving on. Drink every single time we say moving on. (laughs) So Rowan doesn't understand why Selena won't take the throne. And she says, it's because if I free Ilway and destroy the king as Selena, I can go anywhere after that. The crown, my crown is another set of shackles. And he's like, what do you mean by another set? And it kills me when he actually finds out about this later. Like this was, this was prime time foreshadow. She's like, listen, I'm done talking though. I'm sure your other friends enjoy having you around. And he said, first thing, we are not friends. Second thing, whatever we are, whatever this is, I'm still figuring it out too. So if I'm going to give you the space you deserve to sort yourself out, then you can damn well give it to me. I mean, okay, like question mark, question mark, block it out, block it out. I see where y'all are coming from. Block it out, block it out. But I'm seeing where you guys are coming from. And then, oh, Dorian, 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 baby Dorian. I just hear Britney Spears. Genie in a bottle, baby. I love you the right way, honey. Free Britney, (laughs) free Britney, bitch. (laughs) He turns to his shore she and says, Tell me your greatest wish as they are snuggled up post fuck. Probably tell me, tell me, and I'll make it happen. Like a genie in a bottle, baby. I'm a Robbie the right way, honey. I remember seeing that in elementary school, you know, like literally in the backseat of my mom's car. Oh God, there was another song that I sang in the back of like the car when I was with my mom. And it was like something about cherries. Probably. I'm a for you poor Brittany she was actually a slave she's trying to tell us okay but listen dorian is giving off such weak boy energy type shit i don't get the daddy dorian drive all right after listen i am so waiting after his trauma peak in the next book if i don't get daddy dorian by the next book i'm throwing hands we're we are fighting bitches we are so fighting Uh, like i'm tired of fighting with you uh is this like when we get to the end right no let's talk about dorian he's a cis white boy with like an extreme amount of privilege okay he is going to emotionally develop a lot slower than the rest of the characters in the book and the fact that he is even developing his character relatively in the third book i feel like says a lot and I see an ex- exponential amount of growth from the first book. I mean, I'm with you. Obviously, he's going to go through some shit in the next one. I 
definitely see him coming out as daddy dorian in the next oh, one shit. after the trauma he went through in the last book i mean in this book like fuck like we better see it we would love to see it so listen they even start talking about the moon and shit and i'm like what in the cinderella story is this like we've got to move on kale comes in and is like we need to talk and i'm like oh shit we be we getting gay again all right let's go also i mean i mean this in the highest sense possible we are very lgbtq plus friendly so i mean to we're not saying this in a joking matter. Like I was like, I was kind of down for it, even though I know with SJ, it's like probably not going to happen. Kale comes in and is like, we need to talk. And they have a bromance chat and says that he is sorry. And he was just trying to protect both of them. Dorian asks, do you still love her? <laughs> I don't know why I imagine him being like, do you love me? <laughs> like, I don't know why. Okay. And listen, he says, a part of me always will. And that's not a yes. And honestly, I'm grateful for it. As much as I shipped them in the first book, I'm grateful for it because I honestly don't see them working out in the end. Okay, let's switch it up. Let's change up the language. The Demi Fay. All right. It wouldn't be an SJ book if we didn't have some type of bonfire solstice type energy. So, you know, here's Wee's ghost. So to help ward evil off to ensure good crop we ain't fucking in the cave this time we are gonna celebrate out in the open we are gonna burn some sticks to the ground all right something selena said that i thought was intriguing was that as the people were coming to celebrate she didn't fail to notice how quickly everyone looked away when they beheld rowan at her side though she did catch a few females looking at him with far warmer interest and she wanted to claw their faces off for it listen i was gonna come up with the spiel but at this point you know how i feel black it out she was like (laughs) black it out we gotta change it up because we know how it ends so we're just gonna have to accept it she was like god i have no interest in him and she had no inclination to take him to her bed oh but she was feeling so territorial that she even growled one of the females that want to stop looking at him okay sis rawr <laughs> let's talk about emo here there's just so much to unpack rawr. with the x and the d <laughs> she even says later it was a damn good thing rowan had no interest in her either because she was so stupid and reckless enough to consider whether moving on in the physical sense might solve the kale problem a big hole that grew bigger not smaller (laughs) that no one could fix except the schlong that rowan was hanging with into her bed (laughs) i can't all right at the party rowan had her task with lighting the bonfire right keeping the flame through the night to help her learn how to control her magic but it went horribly wrong she had been reaching the end of her magic And she didn't want to stop the music around her drawing her in. Rowan kept saying, look at me, let the fire burn on their own. And he said, if you don't let go, you will burn out completely. That was apparently the wrong thing to say because Selena in that moment felt nothing but relief in that statement which is like really sad, really dark. He then realized she wasn't going to stop apologizing to her as he used his own magic to force her to stop. She was literally burning herself from the inside out. Homegirl had to get booty ass naked. They... (laughs) 
I know I get so serious when I say shit like that. They were waterboarding <laughs> her in an ice bath. I mean, it was straight up traumatic, okay, to basically get her from like having her powers overpower her. But nothing was as traumatic reading wise as when Rowan came in through the door, her knees were pulled into her chest as she sat in the tub back exposed and she heard him catch his breath, her back on full display. And he says, who did that to you? And he finds out that she was a slave. I don't care what Uh, you say. I don't care if you think enemies to lovers is elite. If you think friends to lovers is elite. The who did that to you trope mm -hmm. is number fucking one. (sighs) Yeah. This moment. It it got me. I was like, shit. I had to, like, literally, I'm a bingeaholic, right? I'm, like, reading that shit like fucking crack. And I, I had to put the book down. I was like, I had shivers. I was like, wow, like that is a lot to unpack. So we finally, 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 finally get into Rowan's point of view. I was like, listen, this bitch, Sorshi, that we know nothing about because we know she DIE'd in the end. All right. She has a point of view already and not fucking Rowan. God damn. All right. This chapter was heartbreaking and I was trying so hard to keep it together. Okay. I was trying so hard. All right. We were needles and threads. We were wave. We were weaving it deep. All right. Of course, SJ had to fuck it up. All right. SJ with her animalistic shit. I really hadn't connected. I did not connect until this point that Rowan was a fucking bird. (laughs) I didn't know until this point. I'm just going to be honest with you. And he was soaring, soaring through the trees, roaring through the distance. His warrior instincts howling through the night in despair. Oh, how? How is this the first time that you picked up on it? I don't know. I think I didn't want to believe it, you know, until he was actually like, pause. I was like, I was like, what? You needed the cause. You yeah. needed it like ah, to set it in. Yeah, it really hammered it in. I was in denial for a long period of time. Well, you can't fucking deny that. <laughs> no. Maeve had lied by omission and he knew that she knew. He was ready to go kill her himself, but it struck him that he had not handled the news as he should have and flew on back. This shit got me, okay? It got me good selena felt arms around her rowan scooped her up blankets and all and took her to his bed and said you are staying with me from now on (sighs) like that shit just fucking like you put a knife in me and you just twisted it and it felt good for some reason not how i would describe it but okay (laughs) nothing's better than a broody fey male who starts overly taking care of you, right? Rowan the next day was mother hawking her and I couldn't take it no more. God, I loved this. They start talking more about what happened, what actually happens when their magic runs out, right? And she says, that's it. Either you stop or you burn out. And he says, well, get ready, guys. We know I'm going to fuck this one up, right? He says, well, there's the Karanam. That's better than what I would have pronounced it. I was saying Karinium. Karanam. 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 
What the fuck ever. I've only been able to see it used a couple times on the killing fields. When you're drained, your Karanam can yield power to you as you're actively sharing a blood connection. He goes on to say that the bond is so rare, the majority of Fae never meet someone who is compatible. I was like, oh, listen, okay, okay. Like we back on track. Now we talking, there is some hope. All right, I still want them to be bonded, but there is some sort of hope in the horizon. I even texted Taylor. I was like, okay, all right, all right. I'm a chill, I'm a chill now. Listen, I love this next part of the book because she was like, listen, you're talking too much. This combo is a little much. You know, I've literally just had my ass handed to myself. Tell me which of your little cadre is the handsomest and sad and would fancy me. I was like, okay, like hit him where it hurts, deep in the balls. His choke was everything. All right. When he choked on his water and he was like, listen, the very thought of you with my companions makes my blood run cold. I wonder why. Okay. Then SJ again, she just be ruining the moment for me. I don't know how she do it, but she was like, listen, your kitty cat friend. (laughs) Why did you have to say that? Because she wants you to be attracted to the one that she's actually related to. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I love moments. <laughs> I love moments like this because we all know it's just tension setting. And I don't care if I notice it, I'm here for it. All right. Here's where we escalate things for me. And I'm still questioning how they are able to do this. Here's where I'm kind of like, there has to be more here, right? They are finally able to get Selena back out for training. He says in his mind something they haven't been doing before. And he says, the more you talk, the more I'm going to make you pay in the moment. Then they start responding back and forth, mind to mind. Apologies, master. I am yours to instruct. Oh, she, okay. And he jerks her chin and calls her a brat. This is where the daddy key is coming in. I'm telling y'all right fucking now. Okay, but here's the thing. I understand because we've read Akatar before that there are such things called demente, but I need more answers than this because I don't feel like it's just the demente tendencies, all right? Like there's a trick somewhere that I don't know about because this is what's giving me the binge reflex so badly because I need to know, I need to know why, I need to know how it happens, I need to know everything about it. And it's killing me from the inside out, just like Selena when her fire literally explodes within herself, especially after reading the chapter, the end of chapter 45, where she talks about the possibility of Kale being her mate with Rowan. And she says, if Kale and I had truly been mates, I would have been able to do that, wouldn't I? He was silent, silent for a long moment, as pointed out in the book, and says, you hadn't been in your fae form for 10 years. Sometimes mates can be together intimately before the actual bond snaps into place. She says, it's useless to cling to anyway. And he says, do you want the truth? And she says, not tonight. What the what the fuck? Like, what is the truth? Like, I literally am dying over here at this point. I don't know. Here's the thing. I, you know, we read A Court of Thorns and Roses first, and we got Farah and Reese's point of view. They're both demente. And so for that reason, I just kind of associated their mind-to-mind bond where they could communicate with each other mentally through the bond as part of the mating bond. So when we got to a court of silver flames and Nesta and Cassian 
this is a spoiler, but if you haven't read it, stop now and go fucking read it or don't, you know, we didn't care for it. (laughs) That is what it is. I thought the mating bond had literally a part where they could communicate mentally. And so when Nesta and Cassie and Quentin, I was like, what the actual heck? Like, that doesn't make sense. But then here for Aileen and Rowan, they literally communicate mentally for literally the fucking book. So I'm like, what's going on? I don't know, but I'm upset about it. I need to know ASAP before I literally die internally. And I just want to know where the loophole is. Like, I hope that there's a loophole because I want, I, I know that they end up together and it just is going to piss me off if they aren't ended up mated or something. You know what I mean? Well, and the fact that he thinks he's already been mated, it's like, well, you can only have one, right? So like, where does him and Ailing come in? What does that make them? I don't know, but I want more. But again, the Karanam thing was giving me a little bit of hope, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for me. Same. So after all this, Sal and Rowan have been on this side mystery witch hunt, right? Like with all the dead bodies, like it was CSI or something. Well, they found the culprits. They were 200 mortal soldiers deep, a full network under General Narok, which sounds like the Supreme Leader Snoke to me. And that's exactly how I imagine them. Oh, and that creature who literally handed Selena's ass is there. And there's three of them, which is not good. They had the bright idea to attack them or capture one of them. I'm not really sure. I don't know or care. I just know it was a stupid as fuck plan. And that thing literally draws off Selena's pain like it's the Last Supper. Also, on page 409, when she was sharpening her blade, it took me until the reread to figure out that the scree, scree, scree was not Rowan in the trees signaling to Selena that the thing was coming. I thought he the scree was Rowan signaling scree, scree, scree to her to let her know that thing was coming to eat her shut the fuck up i'm not kidding (laughs) listen now the underdogs are preparing for the attack that they know is about to launch as selena and rowan had just discovered but the fact that literally no one was going to come and help them was not even the worst of the news everything made sense the uprising the slave who had that random ass point of view the king of adarlan did not like that so he decided to kill every last one of them including those slaves that were in Indivere where Selena had come from. He said, I'm not leaving no crumbs. All y'all bitch asses is dead. It wasn't a surprise that the reinforcements weren't coming for me. And even Aelin pointed it out that they had never came 10 years ago. So why would they come now? Rowan tries to tell her to leave, but she says, I am staying because you were needed. And because I will follow you to whatever end, even if the creatures devoured her body and soul, she earned that fate. He says in a question to whatever end, but he understood without having to say a word. Rowan looked into her eyes into the very core of her heart and said, Fireheart, I claim you, Rowan Whitethorn. I don't care what you say and how much you protest. I claim you as my friend. It does give you feels. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Okay. I just need to have some water. <laughs> just a little bit of water. 
I just ordered food. Um, I will have you know, I have had coffee and some lemon chips today. And that's it. That's it? You've had chips and coffee. I'm a dumb fucking ass. And you're alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I ordered an impossible Whopper, so it'll be here any moment to hopefully save my ass from internal, eternal damnation. All right, part four, I'm taking you guys home. Chapter 51, we're in Selena's point of view. Rowan said, bitch, get up. There's been a betrayal. And we're going to go rapid fire here because not only is it late, I have planned for this since I wrote this part out because it takes up a lot of fucking chapters and this is all you need to know. The blackness was coming and so were the demon things. Three, not two. The skinwalkers had failed. Selena was like, fuck it. I am the sun summoner and I will defeat the darklings. Ha ha. This is a Lee Bardugo reference. She straps in her titties and goes beyond the barrier and blasts the asses with fire, making a shield of fire behind her, protecting the barrier. Rowan runs inside to defeat the, defend the tunnel, the secret tunnel that the kings and soldiers have found. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel. The darkness lunged for her trying to drag her down with it and surface terrifying memories but she didn't let it we are the valg the princes of our realm the realm of eternal darkness and ice and wind and we have been waiting a very very long time to taste your sunshine again and she's like well here is the sun bitch side note realm of ice and wind hmm this is very similar to rowan i think Maybe there is a correlation here. Maybe not. She went full of Zola, glowing a flame of blood red and yellow, firebending the asses until she felt a pain in her back. She was starting to burn out. That was fast. The fire shield was giving out, and so was she. But then, lots of animals to the rescue. Rowan's friends came to her rescue, but said, fuck you, bitch, and ran right past her, except for Gabrielle, who looked at her and hesitated before he said, fuck you, bitch, and they left her ass in the dust. But Rowan saw that she was starting to burn out and she started screaming and started screaming running after her but his friends held him down she's lost cause dude but we're bonded he said is this a mating bond or a friendship we don't really fucking know he already had the mating bond once so what is this about still we don't know her flames went out and the darkness took over memory swept in nehemia calling out nehemia calling her a coward snapping out God fucking damn it, I'm drunk. <laughs> snapping, of the, snapping of the wind against her back in Indivere. Oh my God. Snapping of the whip against her back in Indivere. But the person whipping her turned out to be Sam. Again, she said, again, she did not expect to see another sunrise. <sighs> oh my God. Chapter 54 through 55, Selena flashbacks. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are we jumping to another point of view now? Well, we weren't. This is a memory. The king of Ardalan came to Teresian for a political dinner. Basically, they had a dinner. The king had, oh my God, I'm drunk. Basically, they had a dinner. The king did something to Aelin. She <laughs> felt like she had a worm in her head, question mark, and erupted into flames. Also, side note, baby Dorian, <laughs> baby Dorian is adorable. <laughs> the Alberts had them leaving the castle for safety. They thought it was an attack from Maeve to their cottage up north. That night, her mom gave her their family's heirloom amulet for protection. Okay, this is, this is the sad part, so I'm going to read it slowly. <sighs> she couldn't sleep, 
and she was scared from the storms. So she went to her parents' room. Their window was open, soaking the room with rainwater, or so she thought. So she shut the window and got in bed with them right in the middle. That morning, she woke up to screams from the maids, and Lady Marion grabbed her away from her parents' mutilated bodies. The next day, help was supposed to come from the capital, so they waited in the kitchen. It got quiet, too quiet. They hid under the table. Marion told Aelin to run and not to stop. Someone broke into the house. Marion fought, but ultimately lost. Aelin watched as the mystery man slit her throat from the window outside, and she ran. She finally got to the river, but he cut the strings to the bridge, and she fell into the water, carried along the stream, until Arabin found her. These, like, these last, like, 200 pages are so fucking intense. I'm just, like, I can't, I can't handle it. That was really sad. It was really fucking sad. There's just so much going on here. Her nightmare ended and she saw a child like Aelin looking up at her. Again, she's still in the darkness from the demons. Get up, she said. Get up, get up, get up. Nehemia, Sam, and her parents. And Nehemia? Why did I write that? (laughs) Nehemia, Sam, and her parents chimed in. Get up. The demons noticed her nightmares had turned to hope and switched up the language. Switched up the language. Your disgrace, a traitor, murderer, liar, thief, coward. Everyone but Aelin was... What? Listen, I'm going to pause. This gives me such Harry Potter vibes. It's not even funny. For example, when they grabbed the key and Cedric was like, take my body back type shit. Also in the Deathly Hollows, when Harry was about to go sacrifice himself and his parents and everyone showed up, the vibes are so there. It's not even funny. Honestly, I haven't watched Harry Potter since I read it in like early college days. So it's been like five years for me. I watch Harry Potter every single year. No fail. I want to, but also at the same time, I don't because I want to relive the books as if I don't remember anything. Everyone but Aelin, who was still staring at her, hand outstretched. Aelin got up with no help but from herself. It was all she ever needed. She erupted. The ground shook. She was on fire, but didn't burn. Red, opal-like fire surrounding her, but she was burning out fast. Rowan broke free of his friends and rushed towards Selena, slicing his friend, his hand to make a crown. I don't know what that means. But they be doing it. They join, <laughs> they join their hands together and their power unleashed from her, burning up each valve from the inside out, one by one. Damn. The next chapters from Dorian's point of view. Dorian and Kale made up and <laughs> they set up basically a summoning circle somewhere below the castle with Shorshi. Kale told Dorian how they suspected the king. <laughs> Got rid of magic. They used a spell to transfer energy from three separate crystals one by one, and it worked. And when Kale accidentally knocked one crystal over, the spell shattered. That is what they had to do. Destroy only one clock tower, and the entire spell would be broken. Chapter 57. Selena. Selena woke after several days because she was knocked the fuck out. You actually sound like an audiobook. Chapter 57. (laughs) Selena. that's the fucking goal i'm just trying to get i'm just trying to get a sponsorship here yeah seriously fucking hire us to audiobook your shit (laughs) not joking (laughs) 
Selena woke after several days because what the fuck else did she expect? She was wore the fuck out to find Amrys and Luca were okay. Like, thank fucking God. That's all I cared about. Rowan took her to a lake where they discussed what happened and she said she knew where the last key was but didn't tell Rowan that Arabin had it. Then they had a cute little moment where they swam together. That's besides the point. Then he took her to Dornell, which was fucking beautiful in my mind, by the way. I won't describe it to you because I know you don't fucking care. And they went immediately to Maeve. Chapter 58, Adion. The news that Aeon was alive and killed the king's demons spread across the land. That's fucking it. Chapter 59 through 60. Selena. They got to Maze Waterfall Palace made of light stone with rivers running through it. Again, fucking beautiful. I won't explain it to you, though. You can read the fucking book. You have eyes. They finally meet her in the throne room. Bitch is like, show me your flame. Aelin's like, no, bitch. Spill the tea first. And she's like, I bet. I know nothing except they can't be destroyed only put back in the gate. And they look like glittery black onyx stones, but feel like holding a living god. Aelin's like, bitch, I did not spend all this time with this dumbass over here, almost killing myself for basically nothing. Tell me about the demons. She said, they can't be killed unless you have the power of fire. Oh, also your ancestor, Brana, was a bastard. And that's what the blue mark on your forehead means. <laughs> like what? <laughs> She said, okay, well, that light blue thing on my forehead, well, it burned when I met Kane. So what the fuck does that mean? And Maeve has the balls to say, perhaps it meant nothing. Perhaps it meant something. This bitch killing me. Like, what the fuck you mean? And then Maeve, she has the balls to say. What was that? What was that? (laughs) Please tell me that was your husband. What was that? (laughs) My air conditioning turned on and then it made my door shut. I think that's what happened. But my door shut even more shut than it already was. Which it was already very shut. So I don't really know what happened. Hi, Gerald. How you? How's it going, bro? Haven't heard from you in a while. All right. I hate my life. Okay, so... That happened. Then Maeve is like, you know where the third key is, don't you? And forces Rowan to his knees and his friends come out with a whip. Side note, Maeve and her power over these men is giving me very much Amarantha slash Reese vibes. Hashtag copy paste. They whip Rowan and Aelin combusted, literally setting Maeve's kingdom on fire. Literally, literally, little did Maeve know. Little did Maeve know she did it without causing harm to the people. She showed her the sword she possessed and the ring. It turns out it belonged to Maeve's ex-lover that she killed herself. Like, bitch, you, you caused yourself all this pain. Shut the fuck up. Give it to me, she said. And she used the ring to bargain for Rowan's blood oath while also giving Maeve a vision of what the Valgs gave her of Aelin back on the throne of Teresin, a goddess. Maeve relinquished the oath and Rowan ran to Aelin, forming another blood oath with her. Like he was like, let me run to one oath to another. I cannot survive with my own free will. What the fuck? I don't really know what happened there. And then she kept the sword, kept the fire, and walked out of the kingdom with Rowan. That evening, he tattooed her back with all the deaths of those she loved along her scars. There's a lot to unpack here, but I'm too drunk. We're going to keep going. Chapter 61, Manon. 
we were in Selena's point of view so long. I was like, I guess this bitch's story is over since we got a breakfast to fly. But no, I was excited when we finally got here. Da, da, da. Next thing we know, it's the war games. This is where I felt like I was reading Harry Potter and watching a game of Quidditch, which Jada had mentioned earlier. Basically, this is what happened. Each coven had an egg and the other covens had to steal the e- each of all the other eggs to win. Basically, you just had to have all the eggs in one basket, which traditionally doesn't make a lot of sense. But here, this is what you want to do. This is the strap. So the black beaks steal the blue bloods. Oh, God. The black beaks steal the blue bloods egg and go for the yellow legs. Yellow legs have a good strategy. But while the black beaks are thinning them out, the blue blood air goes for the egg. Iskra, or whatever her fucking name is, goes for her and her dragon mortally ruins Petra's dragon. They fall to their death in the canyons below, but Abraxas wants to save Petra and deep down, so does Manon. So they go and abandon the game to go save her. Manon jumps off Abraxas onto Petra's dragon, which helps save them as she's dying. Cries, which I did in real life. And that's why I wrote that there. And Abraxas, Petra and Manon get to safety. Petra's dragon falls to the earth and a loud thud marks the end of her life. Uh, I wrote cries again because I really did cry in real life. I was, was very painful. sad. Like, fuck off. Why do all these authors have to like write off slash kill the animals in their book? It really, it get like, I get really distressed when this happens. Honestly, just kill off fucking people. Like, honestly, it causes more of an emotional effect. I hate you. Just fucking kill the people. Petra could have died and I would have fucking cared less. Save the animals. <laughs> save the animals for soulless ass bitches like ourselves who don't care about people and only care about the animals thank you and good night no that's literally the point like i get so upset have you seen this is derailing for a second but have you seen the tiktoks talking about that dog that they sent into space no oh my god don't even get me started but there was a dog that the russians i think it was the russians correct me if i'm wrong they sent this dog into space and only gave it like a couple days worth of food and it like literally didn't give the rocket the ability to even come back to earth like they sent the dog into space knowing that it was going to die up there just, and they just sent it up there to see how long it would last i just literally want to just fucking like break a fucking windshield right now like that's absolute bullshit I mean, obviously she fucking died. She never came back to Earth. And she was a rescue. And the only reason she got chosen is because she was the friendliest of the rescues that that space, whatever, chose. They adopted a bunch of dogs and then they chose the friendliest, most complying one and sent her to space. I fucking hate humans. I hate humans. I hate us. Yeah. This was like this was like 50 years ago, but yeah. I don't care. I'm not happy. So Manon, somehow, even though she abandoned the fucking game to go save Petra, she somehow still won the whole fucking thing. Doesn't make sense. They kind of like cut that whole part of the story. But the point is she won. So she becomes wing leader. Don't know what that means, but she did. They present her her prize, a Cochrane witch, a cock witch, who says she pities her because she does not have a heart, but actually she's just being conditioned to be the way she is. Evil, 
and heartless since she was young and that's not who she truly was. In quotes, they have made you into monsters. We feel sorry for you. This bitch was like, I'm gonna take that into consideration and still slit your throat. And that's what she does and takes the clothes off her back. I was like, damn, this bitch savage. But then she feels something she's never felt before. And that's regret. Hey, Lily. (laughs) Nice asshole. Lily, please. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to see your asshole. Dorian, Adion, Kale, and Sorsha have been summoned to the king's throne room. This is the only Kale chapter in the entire book that I even care about. The king has been suspicious of them and demanded answers. Rather than tell them the truth, Adion sacrifices himself and says, Kale figured out he was working with the rebels and was blackmailing info out of him to give to his dad in a Nile to use against the king whenever he needed a favor. In quotes, he says, my queen is coming and she will spike you to the walls of your God's damn castle. And I can't wait to help her gut you like the pigs you are. And they arrested him. It just really starts turning like over and over and over again after this section. Like you aren't kidding. The king then turns to Shorshi, whatever the fuck her name is. And what should I do with you, girl? He figured out she was sending letters to the rebels about things happening in the castle. Treason. Dorian begged for her life, said he would do anything if he just exiled or banished her. No, the king said. And just as he said it, her head was gone. Quote, the scream that erupted from Dorian was the worst sound Kale had ever heard. Dorian, still screaming, was scrambling through the blood towards it, towards her head, as if he could put it back, as if he could piece her back together. That shit was the name. That sentence, those few sentences are probably the most gruesome things I think I've ever read. Yeah. I mean, I've read Stephen King, but that that's heartbreaking. If I could get through Stephen King's writing, I'm sure I'd be right there with you. I just can't do his writing. But it, like, this is absolutely heartbreaking. No, it truly is. And just the thought of him trying to put her back together, literally, oh God, it sends chills through me. It doesn't sit right in my brain. It just feels so wrong, but I don't blame him and of course everyone in this moment is like oh shit and then kale fucking just has to make it worse and says i will not go to a nile i will not serve you and the one true king of ardalan is not you is not sitting on that throne like bitch you could have picked a better time to finally not be loyal to the throne but he just he just like as if it wasn't bad enough makes everything a hundred times worse because this causes another cascade of terrible things to happen an arrow is fired at kale and of course dorian has to stop it with his magic revealing himself to the king and the court kale's like thanks buddy and runs 
as the king shackles Dorian and puts one of his collars on him. But not before he grabbed Fleetfoot. The only thing that gave him brownie points for me in this moment. Because when I read the book, I was like, damn, at least someone got out. But now I'm kind of like, damn, he really did ride on the coattails of everyone else's sacrifices, didn't he? Yep. But at least least he got the dog. That's what saved him in the last book. It's not going to save him in the next one. I'll just tell you that right now. So then we jump into Manon's point of view. Now that the witches and dragons were trained and the king sent word that he wanted them in Maroth, they would fly tomorrow and she would serve him loyally to gain back her own kingdom. Then we jump back into Kale's point of view. Kale reunited with Rin and Murtok, or whatever his name is, and vowed to help his friends escape the king. He threw his captain of the guard sword into the river, signifying severing his loyalty with the king forever. The last chapter of the book is in Selena's point of view. Selena embarked on the ship back to Ardalan to find Arabin and steal the key back. Find Kale to end things forever and go to Teresa to claim her throne to fight the king of Ardalan. But Rowan could not go as magic was still gone in the lands and he would either be recognized as Fae or be stuck in his bird form. <laughs> so he stayed behind. As she sailed off without him, she watched as a white-tailed hawk flew overhead towards her and swooped low to brush its star-silver wing against her cheek in farewell before it turned back with a sharp cry. Caw, caw. <laughs> Quote, she would retrieve the first word key from Arabin and track down the others, then find a way to put them back into their gate. She would free magic and destroy the king and save her people, no matter the odds, no matter how long it took, no matter how far she had to go. She was Aelin Ash River Galathinius, heir of two mighty bloodlines, protector of one glorious people, of once glorious people and queen of Teresan. She was Aelin Ash River Galathinius and she would not be afraid. It's just a lot in the last 200 pages. Yeah, that's why I was kind of like speed brown. <laughs> so much <laughs> so that I don't even know what to do with myself right now. Like I've read some great books, but I want to know what's happening. You know what I mean? Same, but I'm forcing Jada to read it with me. (laughs) I've bribed her and she's not happy about it. I'm literally like hanging on by a fucking thread. I'm like trying not to be a goddamn liar. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just like. You better not be a goddamn liar. Think about how good all these questions and like thoughts and opinions that we've had of these books are. I'm trying. (laughs) This is the only thing that I ask. This is the only series. I'm like, wait, do this with me for the pod. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. All right, let's get on with the discussion. I, mind was blank. And I was like, hmm, who better than to ask for discussion questions than you guys to take my place? So... This is not Jada's discussion. This is the booked and boozy discussion. All right. So. Cheater. Ha ha. First question. 
And this is by our lovely friends, Tipsy Book Talks. We know it was you, Taylor. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the villains so far? I can respect Maeve more than I can the king. That's pretty much all I have to say. I mean, right now, they're not that groundbreaking. Okay. Um, the king definitely has more. Um, um, yeah. Um, I was going to say like threat factor than Maeve does for sure. Yeah. I think Maeve will be a really cool villain, but I'm kind of tired of the king. I hope he dies like soon. Like he's really just like, you know, he'd be, I want some death. I need death. I definitely think he's going to torture Dorian. And I really, I, I, you know, if anybody gets revenge on the king, I really hope it's Dorian. God, me too. I think if anybody, well, you know, I was going to say, I think if anybody has the right, I was going to say Dorian, but you know, that's not true because we, okay. We don't really know. We don't really know who killed Aelin's parents and Marion or whatever, but we assume it's the king, but maybe it's not. It's probably Maeve. God damn it. Yeah. It probably is. I see, like like you said, because Taylor's told us that there's two villains. The king's probably going to die and then it's going to be Maeve, who's like the main villain. I hope it's heading in that direction. That is the preferred route. We will see. The next discussion question is by Iza underscore shelf. She said, please discuss Rowan and Selena technically being related because I am not okay about it. LMFAO. (laughs) I think we covered that. And I think if we touch on that anymore, we might like not fucking finish this series. Yeah, literally someone's going to come over and just like be like, unfollow. (laughs) We can't dwell on it. Seriously, from this point on, unless like they explicitly are like, you're my cousin, we're going to block it out from this point on. Are we okay with it? We've explicitly said that we're not. But again, in true booked and boozy fashion, block it out. Block it out. (laughs) All right. Christology22 said, how do you feel about the perspective switch? What does that mean? (laughs) Well, just like the point of view switch, like how we had... Matt Manon and Doran and Sorshi and Adon and all that. I liked it all except for when we went back to Arlen and we were in like Kale and Dorian's point of view until the end. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, our girl Arlie, of course, uh, she goes by Argon ZZ. She said, who are your favorite cadre members? I'll DM with cadre fan art. I don't think we know enough about the others. Like we've really only met Rowan and Gavriel. And of course the rest have been introduced, but without names. And I know of someone named Lorcan because I've seen enough TikToks that I know that he's involved somehow, but I don't know how. I don't know. I'm intrigued by every single one of them. How about that? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't have bad vibes for any one of them. I'm just, I'm curious to see how they're going to get out of the blood oath. Because I feel like they are. Yeah. Somehow. But point of your question, yes, we find them all attractive. Last is CJ Vargas 101. So you met the queen that is Manon. What are your thoughts on her character? We fucking love her. We love her. (laughs) She's my ultimate wife. Um, she could 
hit me with her strap on in the face if she wanted to. And I would say thank you. So she is perfect in all sense of the words. And I can't wait to like watch her grow as a character because she made such an impact within this book. And this is the first time that we are meeting her. So that's insane. All right. Well, I have several discussion points. So we're going to talk about them and hit them real fast because I know that this is a long episode. To me, this book was A Court of Silver Flames plus Ratatouille plus How to Train Your Dragon. I mean, right on, my dude. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) The How to Train Your Dragon thing is like 100%. (laughs) Another thing, a few years ago in 2019, I was walking in the park with Brad and I saw this girl like laying down beneath this tree, like looking at the river while she was reading this book. And I was like, what is that? That looks like so good. And I like looked close enough to see the title of the book and it was Air of Fire. It was this book and I wrote it down and I can show you the exact note with the timestamp. Shut up with your witchy self. Love that for us. No, look, look at this. Look at this. I'm excited. Reach 23, 2019. Wow. That is so cool. I know, right? That's so cool. (laughs) No, and you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, I'm not trying to get weird. Like, I'm not trying to get sappy because like me and Brooke are like hashtag emotionalist bitches <laughs> majority of the time but like I feel like it's like our relationship as friends were written in the stars in some sense you know what I mean is no, that too, is that emo <laughs> it's a little emo but if you think about it if neither of us had went into nursing we pro- probably would have never met even though we disliked the profession I feel like we might have made a mistake in a way we didn't also like I feel like majority of the time when friends hang out with each other like you don't really get along this well like with someone who is like so opposite of you if that makes sense like we literally if you think about it we met each other on such a whim it wasn't even funny with like completely opposite like personalities aesthetics whatever it may be and like we just hyper focused bonded over like three things and like it was like clockwork I don't know how to describe it but it's really cool no I agree we we bonded over our hyper fixation of fandoms I would say is what it was and to this day still holds true yeah it's crazy it's just nice I don't normally feel warm and fuzzy inside but that does make me feel warm and fuzzy inside just knowing that and now in 2021 I am recording a podcast with my best friend drunk as fuck (laughs) that's semi-successful and something that we love doing and it's like I've I knew you in 2019, but it's still like, I would have never thought that I'd be here with you. And like, this is one of the greatest joys that I have right now. This is something that brings me so much joy and so much fun. And I talk to you almost daily and it's like, wow, who would have, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I literally like, honestly, it gives me chills. Like it is like, which bitch 
bestie material. <laughs> like <laughs> you can't get much con- more concrete than that. What are we talking about? Like, honestly. Okay. Well, moving on to <laughs> less witchy and more like, this is just going to fucking make you laugh. When I read about Rowan and his tattoos and how he looked and everything, I'm sending you something. Oh God. I'm scared. Uh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that is that? Shut the fuck up. Brad, like sophomore year of high school. <laughs> tattoos. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I've seen them somewhere. <laughs> what in the twilight shit is this? <laughs> what in the twilight shit is this? This is scene. This is like emo scene boy type shit. Okay. All right, Brad. Yeah, I see to, you. He used to draw the fuck all over himself all the time. And this, this was one of like, this was, God, this might have been ninth or 10th grade. I can't remember what year this was, but I, I, I love the, the big fact, chunky iPad. I was just about to say the iPad makes it. It's just like, it really sets things in motion. That is, that is great. I'm, I'm never going to get that image out of my head. <laughs> That's why I was like, wow, this story is very like Brad and Blue. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> Brad's kind of an asshole, but a softie at the same time. And then it was just like, it switched to Manon adopting a bait dragon. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I can't. That is good. So yeah, I related to this book heavily. <laughs> okay. God, I don't have my book next to me. But I wrote something here, page 55, Shadows and Claws. <laughs> oh, do you have your book? Yeah. There were legend whispered over fires about the other skin Maeve wore. No one had lived to tell anything beyond shadows and claws and a darkness to devour your soul. Okay. I think I know where what I was going with this. Maeve's powers are just very similar to Resan from A Court of Thorns and Roses for me. Shadows and Claws make me think of Asriel, but also Resan. Yeah. And let me further on this. Um, I have here a quote from the book. A tapping, then razor sharp slicing against her mind, as if Maeve were trying to cleave open her skull and peer inside. Yeah, that's like word for word, like a rice, a ricened. Also, it's just like, does Maeve have more powers than we realize? Because she didn't use whatever like mind reading powers it seems she has here at the end, which it seems like she could have used easily. She might have recognized that like, because she had come into her power, she was kind of impenetrable in that sense. I don't know. To me, it doesn't really make sense why you would want your enemy to be trained and become powerful unless you were just looking for some goddamn drama. You know what I'm saying? Which, right. if, that's, if that's the case, I like her even more. But Or to use her for some reason. It's yeah. like, why do you want her trained? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, a quote that I really, really loved from the book was, witches don't need blood to survive, but humans don't need wine either. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Okay. No wonder if you loved Manon's point of view so much. That's a fucking, I want that on a t-shirt. 
Me too. If that doesn't scream booked and boozy, I don't know what does. Okay, next. We talked about in the last episode, which I listened to last week because I was preparing for this book, that Nehemia might have planned her own death. And I said, no, this bitch, she wouldn't have done that to her people. Like, there's no way. Like, she might have, like, seen it coming or whatever, but there's no way that she would have planned it. Apparently, according to this book, she did plan her own death. And to be honest, I don't really understand that. Wait, what do you mean? They've literally said like over and over again, Nehemia planned her death. <laughs> like in book two, I didn't see that. No, in book two, I didn't see that. But in book three, I did. I mean, bitch said it herself. She's like, I killed myself because of you. That is the worst thing ever. Like, I swear to God. That is the worst thing ever, if you really think about it. I don't understand where she thought she was going with that. She was like, let me kill myself so that you can save my people. What? I don't understand what she was doing with that. Maybe yeah. I'm missing something. It, like, honestly, though, if, for example, you did that to me, like, you were like, bitch, I'm not off myself. And I'm not going to tell you why, but I'm just going to tell you I did it for the people. And you're going to discover me dead on the bed. I don't weepy board me. I know that's the thing. That's what would draw me. I would Ouija board. You guys know how I feel about Ouija boards. If you've like listened to our witching hour episodes, I would Ouija board the shit and summon your ass just so I could slap you in the fucking face. You know what I'm saying? But Selena did that in the last book, in book two. And then Nahimi said, Don't fucking do this again. Well, I'm not gonna get committed. You know what, Slana, you weak ass bitch, you missed your opportunity to like slap that bitch's ass. <laughs> I would have slapped you silly, man. I'm not even joking. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I hate maybe, you. Maybe I'm missing something, but I really don't understand why she did that. I don't know. I still don't really see the full point. I don't see the full point, which is why I think a lot of people are mad at this book. And I understand because I don't get it either. And I think it's stupid. Yeah, same. This is the last time we're going to bring it up. Incest plot. First Dorian, then Rowan, now Adion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like three strikes you're out. Like what? Like, guys, we try so hard. We do. Like, this is not of our own making. We're not making this shit up. We're not having unreasonable fucking requests. All right. This is the third time and we've looked past it. Three god yeah okay moving on rowan and dorian have ice powers do you think they're somehow related or sj will use them together for something i hope they use them together they possibly could be related not really sure i mean i think all the fae are related but do we think dorian's fae like can humans have powers and how is he using magic if magic's gone in ardalan what if he's like demi fae or something That'd be, that'd but be how cool. is he using magic if magic's gone in Ardalan? Something to do with that fucking tower that you're obsessed with. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not only am I obsessed with it, but it was, a, it was like erected the year that Dorian was born. It does have something to do with Dorian. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like times, like when he halted magic, time stopped, the tower preserved it where Dorian had appeared at the same time so like maybe dorian is like the preservation of their magic or whatever i don't fucking know maybe they use dorian as an infant to cast the spell yes. and so dorian's the only one with magic left 
I mean, because remember, like the king said, I knew you had magic. Yeah, but he also acted a little surprised. Like I knew you had magic, but like I wasn't sure. So like that, my theory doesn't even hold at that point. But like maybe he knew that there was a chance with whatever they were doing or in regards to the the goddamn tower. I'm not sure. (laughs) Something with that goddamn tower. (laughs) Just give me the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have page 344 Dorian. I can't remember what happened there, but go look it up. Okay, next. I already have it. Um, Dorian. She was not becoming anything different from what she always was and always had the capacity to be. You just finally saw everything. And once you saw that other part of her, Dorian said quietly, you cannot pick and choose what parts of her to love. Yeah, that was it. Just as you cannot pick which parts of me you accept. That was another reason why I was like hesitant on Kale. Because I was like, he really is. He's mad at Dorian and Selena for having magic. And he doesn't like what he sees in their true forms. And is that really a friend? Well, fuck, if you were Matt Donovan and you were the <laughs> I mean, I'd be jealous. <laughs> you were lame as fuck in comparison to everybody else. Would you not be pissed too? You would start fucking the fucking director. That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> Let's put it into perspective here. <laughs> are all Fae technically related by the three goddesses that are sisters? I don't want to think about that. I said, block it out. I'm going to stand by it, you know? Yeah, let's not think about it. Okay, where the fuck is Roland and Caltane? Where's Banana Girl? Where's don't she care. Go? They up in the north somewhere. They you up mentioned the them at the end. Like, are they being turned into demon things? What's up with the headaches and hearing wings and claws? Are they magical? And like, also... Nehemia had those same symptoms, so was she magical too? Like, was like she, did she know she was sick? Her? Maybe that's why she killed herself because she knew she was getting sick. I don't think she was getting sick. I think it has to do with Maeve and the king, because Maeve has to do with wings and claws. Remember, like we said just a few discussion points ago, and then. Like, if they were magical, the king was probably planning to put those collars around him and make them, like, demon people. Mm, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> we just guessing at this point. What the fuck happened to the rest of the bait dragons? I hope Manon and Abraxos comes back to free them. Uh, that would be wholesome. I that know. would be wholesome. I hope that happens. I know, I know same. Okay, what kind of magic do you think the witches have? Obviously, they have or- immortality and can fly on a broom and a taste for human blood. But I know they got magic too. So, listen, what do you think? I hope that they're bloodbenders. <gasps> Ooh, which is why I'm thinking. Okay, they crave blood so much. What if they were bloodbenders? Like that would be amazing. That would be really interesting. I love that. I don't think that's going to happen though. I don't either, but I can't think about, I don't know what they would have that the Fae don't. So that's where I'm struggling. Yeah. What was Rowan's second wish? To be with Selena. <laughs> His cousin. <laughs> was it? Was that really it? Pluck it out, pluck it out. It, I don't know. <laughs> it was very, 
it was very vague at the end of the book. And I was like, what, what did he wish for? And she was like, ah, that makes sense. And I was like, what makes sense? (laughs) I don't know. My theory was the king has magic still and is going to use Dorian as a Karanum. Who cast the spell that got rid of the magic for the king? Was it the king himself? Or was there someone with magic working with him that we don't know about? At this point in time, all fingers are leading towards Maeve. Like every avenue is leading towards that bitch. Yeah. My cat. You know what? But you know what would be like the plot twist. You know what would be like the plot twist of the life of a lifetime? What? (sighs) Lily, please. We know you think it's Maeve. All right. (laughs) Chill the fuck out. Hold on. Let me get this bitch. (laughs) Selena, when she took on her human form, and it became. And it became the most natural for her. What if in her grief, it wasn't a part of the king's plan, but he took credit for it. In her grief of her parents, she accidentally literally ruptured her magic and contained it all within her. What do you mean? Like she's the one who stopped magic. She's the one who stopped time, like in her grief. Mm, That would be really cool. I don't think that's what would happen but i'm just saying it would be cool that would be cool that would be a big plot twist i don't want her to beat herself up even more though like she just got over that yeah but mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right how drunk are you jada i'm coming down and i've got an impossible whopper literally on my doorstep right now that I need to start eating so I can come down so I can be a functioning human being at work. I would say I'm probably, I came back down to a five. I was like definitely a seven at one point. I was definitely like an 8.5 at one point. I'm definitely like a five now right there with you. How do you rate the book? I would give it a four out of five. Well, what about you? I gave it a five out of five. I really enjoyed the setting. I The multiple settings that we went through it kept me interested the whole time. It was very different from A Court of Silver Flames and the fact that, yes, it was a training book and it was kind of like a AA meeting in a way. And the fact that they made her go to the kitchens and then train or whatever, but there was also like murder mystery. There was plot other than that just going on. And it wasn't just kitchen training repeat kitchen training repeat like yeah. a quarter of flames was it there was a lot more sustenance to it and I just I really enjoyed it I I liked everything about this book and especially the last like maybe 250 pages especially really kicked it in for me yeah I I think more than likely because like the way this has trended I don't remember what I rated through in a glass but it wasn't high I think I might have given it a three and then I think I've worked myself to a, to a four just by the book itself and the writing. I think by the next book, I'm going to start rating them closer to fives. I think from like here on out more than likely. I, that's why I'm like itching so hard to like read the series. I'm like having a really hard time. It's I literally told Taylor from Titsy Book Talks that she needs to be my sober coach because we have all these books like City of Brass and Miss Born um, to read together. And I'm like, bitch, like you cannot re-binge Throne of Glass because I'm already trying not to binge Throne of Glass. Like I need your help. 
<laughs> it's a mayday over here I have begged Jada I was like this is the one series that I need you to just like stick with me with like we have to do this like episode by episode so that we can keep like all the theories like all the all the guessing very pure and very intentional for you guys and really hoping she sticks with it because I you know even I am no even I am struggling like I ordered Queen of Shadows yesterday and it's going to be here on Wednesday and I'm even struggling because I want to pick up the next one too so I understand the struggle but I really want to do this together and with you guys and I think everybody's just really enjoying us going through this very raw very blind and seeing our reactions is very entertaining so Jesus Christ I already have the book sitting on my bookshelf and it's like I'm literally it's like setting a bag of coke out if you're a cocaine addict you know what I mean (laughs) like I'm just like what the fuck how am I supposed to do this I'm trying hard I literally went through so many books because I was trying to find something to replace the void. And I found some books that helped, but I'm just still like, I keep looking at my shelf, like stop looking at me like that. (laughs) So I can't wait to get on. I'm, I probably will start reading Assassin's Blade though, right now, since that will be the next one tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Just don't go on beyond that, please. I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) all right if you want to find us on any of our socials our instagram is booked and boozy podcast we are most active there that's where we post most of all of our updates and we respond to all of our dms so definitely check us out there if you want to keep up with our craziness and our newest book recommendations always check us out at booked and boozy pod on tiktok We are Booked and Boozy on Twitter and Patreon. And if you want to send us something a little bit more personal, something that could possibly end up on our episodes, find us at bookedandboozy at gmail.com. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch.